You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. Today, I have Gianna Schiller, who is an actor, body activist, makeup artist, plus-size model, but people also like to call her the fairy bodmother. She's joining us today to talk about everything related to body positivity and self-love. Hey, girl, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. It's such an honor, and we're kind of tabling into new territory for us because we've never actually talked about body positivity. So we're so excited to have you as an expert on here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and your journey and how you became a body activist? Yeah. Wow. Well, I feel like it's been a really long journey, but I'll kind of simplify it a little bit for you. I actually, I grew up doing theater. So my background is mostly in performance and musical theater and all things like that. And so I got my degree in musical theater. And of course that, you know, really teaches you all the ins and outs of rejection and having your your body picked apart and having yourself and your talent picked apart. So I really grew up in that world. And because of that, I knew that I was going to struggle with self-image and things like that, especially with just growing up a little bit bigger than everyone around me. I grew up around a lot of skinny people, skinny, blonde, tall, which is, you know, they were all beautiful, but it wasn't me. I always grew up a little bit on the thicker side. I wasn't even, I mean, I look back at photos of myself now and I'm like, wow, I wasn't big (laughs) by any means, but I just, I had more to me and I always saw it as a bad thing. I really struggled to handle dieting and yo-yo weight shifting and all things like that. And especially growing up in theater, you have this expectation to look a certain way, you know, to have that like Broadway fit theatrical body. So I really struggled uh, personally with eating disorders and a lot of like binge eating and things that I just, I didn't talk about with people because I didn't really know what it was yet. I just thought, you know, if you're not starving yourself, you know, it's not an eating disorder. But I came to terms with that actually recently. Mostly my journey, I would say began in college. I mean, I went through it all within my life, but the turning point for me was when I got to college and I actually, I did this modeling contest, which I thought was so out of my comfort zone. I never would have thought to do it, especially being a plus size person. And then I got accepted into it. I won the competition and it was crazy because I was like, wow, wait, you're telling me my weight doesn't limit to what I can do? That's crazy. And so that is kind of my turning point of where I started wearing more crop tops and just kind of feeling myself a little bit more. And I really discovered the side of myself that I really wanted to embody and show to people that they can do the same thing. And I didn't even really know what it was called back then, but I'd say within the past you know, five years is where I started hearing the term body positive. And I didn't really know what that was. I was like, oh, you're positive about your body. What does that mean? Through that journey, I discovered that how necessary it was for me to pull myself out of that place of being down on myself and self-deprecating. And once I really learned what that term meant, you know, I started trying to show other people that they could do the same thing. And so I honestly would say that when I kind of became known as like the body positive person was when back in March, when the shutdown happened, Happened. I mean, I always embodied body positivity, but it wasn't until then that I started posting TikToks. And I was like, you know what, we're just going to like throw the spaghetti to the wall and see what happens. And I started showing my opinion on there, all things body positivity. And that's kind of where the turning point happened of me, you know, showing up on social media more and more on my Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And that's just kind of where all of that started to flourish. So, you know, it's kind of been a journey of me figuring out who I am, 
figuring out how I want to show that to other people and then actually having it appear on social media. So it kind of all just happened through a stretch of, I'd say 10 years, but it feels like it's happened so fast. (laughs) So that's kind of like a, a really quick, but long overview of that, I'd say. That is so amazing. I feel like a hundred percent girl, you just fell into it. That's the best thing, right? Like when the universe, when you're meant to do something, when you're meant to speak on a topic, you always fall into it. And I think that that's so empowering that you're now able to share that message with so many other people. And I want to kind of backtrack to your eating disorder because I totally feel that girl. I also had a binge eating disorder and it is not fun. And when you're in the beginning stages of that eating disorder, you don't know what it is yet. You kind kind of don't even associate it with an eating disorder because like you said, you're so used to just thinking, oh, an eating disorder is people eating and then making themselves throw up. Like that's what you associate it with. Yeah, exactly. There's just a a very structured way that people view it as. And a lot of people don't know this. I'd say the statistics are like 75% of women who are, who have eating disorders are not actually underweight or even like they're just kind of either at average weight or overweight. So a lot of the times when we have this mental picture of what an eating disorder is, you know, we think of a very thin person who's been, you know, starving themselves or binging and throwing and purging. And the hard part about that is then you don't believe that a person who's larger or more average could go through something like that it puts this idea in our heads of what it is and the uncomfortable thing about that is then we're not willing to help people who are average or larger to go through something like that so I think it's really important to talk about I mean it's an uncomfortable topic for most people but it's just really important because you know I think there's so much pressure in society to look a certain way and the problem is is that when we see a thin person going through an eating disorder we instantly want to help but when we see a person who's larger going through it we say well they probably need it and that's so damaging to to the structure of trying to help someone through a hard time. And I just think we need to go do a better way of going about it and actually learning what disordered eating is. So that's kind of been a relatively new thing that I've also been trying to showcase because I mean, there's all about self-love and being like, yes, queen, love your body. Like there's, of course, that's at the forefront of everything, but I think we need to go a little bit deeper. And so that I've really been pushing to the front of it as well, because it's just not talked about very much. I love that so much, girl. And honestly, I feel like a hundred percent, there's so many people out there who just need to know, like, it's okay. And somebody understands what you're going through. And like, here's my journey. Here's what I did to get through it. And you can totally do it too. So I love that so much. And honestly, girl, you know, having a platform like yours to be able to share that mission on is so powerful. So I want to ask you, like, what was it like starting to show yourself online after kind of struggling with your confidence? The thing was, in my mind, I thought, you know, there's so many people that aren't confident and I'm so confident in myself that I'm going to have no problem with this. And I figured what better person to do it than myself if I know that I am comfortable myself, comfortable in my body, because a person who's maybe a little bit more insecure is not going to necessarily want to do something like this. So kind of in my mindset, who better than to step up to the plate? I will say though, I mean, it's not what I was expecting. I I didn't anticipate it was gonna be all love and rainbows by any means and I definitely have had an outpour of love and support from the body positive community and people who are just trying to learn more about it but then of course there's the downside to it where you definitely deal with cyberbullying and body shaming and just things that I've experienced on a small scale but I've never experienced 
in this format before. So when I put myself out there originally, I didn't really think much of it. I just kind of was like, here I am, here's my body. And, you know, I got a lot of love and support, but then, you know, when you start doing it more and more and you start getting more traction and more visibility online, that's when people, you know, kind of flip a switch a little bit and you start to get more of the trolls and the cyber bullies. So, you know, it's not something I anticipated. And I mean, I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to pretend like I'm a robot and that it doesn't affect me because of course it does, but it's also something I feel like I need to show and show that it happens because it's not going to get better if you don't show it or show how it hurts people. And even though, I mean, it hurts sometimes, like it doesn't hurt me as much as someone else. And so I know if it's happening to me, it's happening to other people. And by me showing what happens, maybe I can teach people a better way of handling things online. So, you know, I didn't anticipate the hate <laughs> when I first put my, my stomach online and my stretch marks, but I know even when I get a rude comment or just something as honestly as terrible as like, you should go die for your weight. Like you don't deserve to be here. I, I have to remind myself that it says more about them than it does about me. And I just, it honestly just makes me want to go even harder and push myself even more because I know like if I'm doing something right, because I know that this is going to have a positive effect later on someone else. Yeah. I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure the first body positive thing I put out was exposing my belly. And that was like the thing that kind of went viral. My first video that hit like a million was that of me like showing my side stomach and everything. And so, no, I didn't anticipate what I was going to experience, but I, I, I'm still I think a really positive and confident person through it all so the haters can you know keep doing the thing <laughs> it's crazy to think about but 100% and I feel like so many of us are so scared of internet bullies but especially like I feel like more so anytime you're being vulnerable online it's you're putting yourself at risk for that unfortunately but what are some ways that you were able to kind of overcome those things other than just kind of remembering that there's more better comments where that came from a lot of it is hearing the support and love that I get in my DMs. I get a lot of horrible ones, but I mean, it's nothing compared to the positive things that I, that I deal with. And so it is a lot of the looking at messages from girls who are telling me their stories and telling me how they felt comfortable finally wearing a bikini or a crop top. And it just immediately, every negative thing leaves my mind. And I'm like, this is, this is why I'm doing it. But besides that, I would also just have to say the support of my friends and family is a big one. Positive affirmations is a huge one. And that can go along with also dealing with cyberbullying, but also just trying to help you along your po body positive journey. So, you know, sometimes I I leave like little sticky notes in certain places. Like I have one actually right here in my vanity that I pull out. And so if you just leave little positive affirmations that you know help for yourself and you just kind of put them in random places that maybe are a little more hidden, but you just might come across randomly, it just kind of reinvigorates you a little bit. So that's a big one that I do as well. But honestly, that those are the big ones that I would have to say to keep me going. I love those tips so much. And I feel like they're just such good ones to remember. Affirmations are like my thing, girl. I love affirmations. Yes, absolutely. I do too. I, and some people think they're corny, but I'm like, no, like they really do help. And it might seem a little silly at first, like talking to yourself in the mirror. That was what I did originally. I would like talk to myself in the mirror and I'd be like, you got this or do whatever you really need to say. I, I mean, I have my own, but you can come up with whatever you want. But I think over time, you know, what you put out into the universe starts to kind of happen and it kind of happens in your mind. So the more you say it to yourself, it'll feel silly at first, but then you find out, you know, 10 days, you know, two weeks, three months down the line, you start to really believe them and understand them. And it just kind of makes a world of a difference for you. I love that girl and kind of backtracking. So self-love is something that you've been like really, you know, on this journey with. And my question is like, what was one of the most pivotal moments for you in your self-love journey? 
Well, because what I always tell people that I think not many people decide to do when going through their self-love journey is kind of taking risks with stuff that you would never normally do. Because I think we always expect, oh, I'll wait to be body positive and then I'll put on that crop top or then I will go out for this. And so I would probably say it was an accumulation of the modeling contests I did. I did a pageant, <laughs> which was really crazy. And I like wore a crop top all in the same year. And because of that, I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to just do whatever I want to do and not let the limitations of my body speak to what I'm doing. Because all three of those things, I think at the time were very stereotypically thin based as far as who was being represented in those areas. And because of that, it kind of fueled my fire a little bit. And I thought to myself, well, why, why can't I do it? And it was very scary, but I think because I did those things, it only made me more confident. It only made me stronger in what I thought my abilities were. And so I would say the biggest thing was just finally taking those risks and doing things that I didn't think I could do because I was putting those limitations on myself. I mean, society does enough of that for you of putting limitations on yourself so why do it to yourself <laughs> I guess doing those things I think were the pivotal moment for me to change my outlook on life and it really helped <laughs> I feel like sometimes when you just kind of take a risk or do something that makes you feel uncomfortable that's where growth happens Absolutely. That's a perfect way of describing it. I love that girl. And honestly, like something that can apply in so many different ways in personal life and business life and just so many different ways, just taking risks. With that being said, what advice can you give to the social babes who are listening, who are struggling to love themselves every day? I mean, I feel like there's so many, but the biggest thing that I can think to tell you is that the one opinion that matters is of yourself. And when you allow the outside noise of society and people and even family and friends that are negative and toxic to you, that's you're letting that control your life and you're letting it control the thoughts of yourself. And therefore you're changing the trajectory of, of who you could be and what you could accomplish. And so if you only focus on what you think of yourself and knowing what you love about yourself, that's when you really start to see the changes in yourself. So I would always say and tell any girl, guy, they, any person out there that they just need to focus on what's important to them and who they are and what they think of themselves. I could totally see why, because I think like when you really focus on doing things that are changing the way that you view yourself, it makes the world of a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you put those limitations down, it's just kind of, it's hindering you in the long run. And so, you know, I found that when I stopped caring about what other people thought, that's when I saw opportunities happen. And that's when I saw myself see all the good parts of myself. It just, you know, that's when you really became, or when I really became who I was when I stopped caring about what people thought and not to say as though that you know that means you have to you can all of a sudden you know now be impolite or like or be too powerful I'm not saying any of those things it's just it's when you actually start to realize your worth and when you start to care about like well wait what do I think about this like why am I listening to my friend who told me like I can't wear this because of my muffin top or this or that why are you listening to that and recognizing like well it doesn't matter what she thinks like what do I think of myself in this outfit like how do I feel doing this activity so you know when you put that in your mind you start to think of yourself, oh, like, wow, I really do listen to all these other people's opinions. And you really start to see how it limits you. So I think by just listening to what you have to say and what you have to offer, that's when your life will really start to change. I love that so much. And I feel like, you know, your thoughts are the ones that you hear all day and all night. So it's like rewiring those and programming them to really just uplift you rather than tear you down. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. Like you are with yourself the most out of anyone. Like we can spend hours a day with one person, but you will never be around someone as much as yourself. So why not love and trust what you have to say over anything else? Because you're the one that's living in your body, living in your world. So might as well make the best of what you have to offer. Amen to that. And I feel like this is kind of like, kind of like a complimentary question to that, which is self-love can so commonly be mistaken for like, oh, take a bubble bath, like put on your favorite lipstick. What does self-love mean to you? And what are some of your favorite ways to practice self-love? That's a good question. And such a good point, because I think there is that kind of stigma about self-love that it's just, oh, it's getting a facial or and not that any of those things are bad. Cause like, I think we both know that it's like, those things are great. Don't get it wrong. They can really, like, they really do feed the soul, but also at the same time, I think self-love is really what you want it to be. And how are you actually feeding your soul, feeding your body? I'd say like nourish is the best way to put it is how I think of it. Like, are you nourishing yourself today, either with like food that you love or things that you're doing or things that you're saying to yourself, will it make you feel better to do laundry today? Like it could be something as simple as that. Will it make you feel better to accomplish this? Will it make you feel better? Just get out of bed. Like it doesn't really matter. I think when we put limitations on self-love and say like what it specifically is, you know, you're not really actually doing self-love. You're just saying like, well, that's what everyone told me, you know, it's supposed to be versus actually saying like, what do I need today? I think it's just really catering to your needs, essentially like needs, wants, whatever it really needs to be just to get yourself at the best possible version of yourself. For sure. And like just filling up your cup. So whatever that is, sometimes it is the fluffy stuff, right? And I think that's okay. But like also paying attention to the other things, like, like you were saying, affirmations, mindset, stuff like that is such a big, 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 big must. With that being said, it's been so amazing having you on the podcast, girl. I've got one last question for you and it's, what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Okay. So I don't actually know if Beyonce said this, (laughs) but there was this one that I saw and I've like, it's been stuck in my mind since I was probably like 14 and I'm pretty sure Beyonce said it, but if she didn't, don't hold me to it. But it was like, if there's anyone I'm going to bet on, I'm going to bet on myself. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole, your opinion is the best opinion, but it really just kind of drives home the whole idea that if you're going to bet on anything, bet on yourself, invest in yourself, love yourself, kind of all wrapped up into it. So I don't know, that one pops in there quite a bit. And so I kind of use that to the best of my abilities. I love that one. (laughs) That is such a Gianna quote. And by the way, like that is literally totally Beyonce. And I love that quote so much. Tell us how we can stay connected with you, where we can find you. And if you have any upcoming stuff that we should be looking out for. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the Gianna Schiller. So that's the Gianna Schiller. And then you can also find me on Twitter, State of Gianna. And also I have a YouTube as well, where you can also just find me as Gianna Schiller. Yeah. So that's kind of where you can find me. That's kind of where I'm the most present, I would say on those platforms and upcoming. I mean, who really knows what's upcoming with COVID and everything like that. But I would say, you know, to look out for some more opportunities and posts that I'll be doing kind of surrounding like body positivity. I also am working on something for myself that I'm planning on doing where it's a little bit more like charity based and kind of what I'm going to be doing. I won't say like too much about it because I'm not like fully finished with it yet, but it's mostly going to be me surrounding like raising money with fashion and like 
plus size body positivity to raise money for a couple of different organizations that surround all things like eating disorders and body image and like body positivity projects specifically. So it's going to be kind of a little bit more like me and my followers trying to raise money for those things and those projects that are really passionate to me. So that's kind of what's going to be coming up pretty soon here. So that is so exciting. I can't wait to see girl. We're all going to have to follow you to keep in the loop and see what's going on with you. Thank you so much again for being a guest on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for asking me. I was so excited when I saw that you wanted to have me on. So this has been great. Of course, girl. It's been such an honor and such a pleasure. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. We will make sure to tag all of Gianna's information and her handles and everything good in the show notes below. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories. And until next time, stay social.